Hey GGFC, I hope you all are doing well and had a very Merry Christmas. I miss gathering together with you guys this season, but I'm so thankful that our elders and Ryan are being so careful and cautious in order to protect everyone. But I just can't wait to be back in person. I was glad to be asked to share with you guys a short devotional in lieu of Sunday morning gatherings. And I wanted to focus on faith and about our endurance of faith. So we'll be reading in Hebrews chapter 12 if you have your Bibles and want to follow along. Before we get there, I just want to reflect on this time last year. I remember 2019 as we were looking forward to 2020 and months prior, people were so excited for the new year might bring. But looking back at 2020 and this year, I mean, none of us could have expected what happened. The COVID-19 pandemic and the amount of racial injustice that came about and we talked about, it's been a crazy overwhelming year for so many people. But again, this year, he people saying the same thing they did in 2019. On the radio, social media, conversations with my coworkers, everyone's talking about how bad 2020 was, but how they just can't wait for 2021. And while it might be true that 21 might be the year of the vaccine and returning to a normal life, I see too many people putting their faith in this new year and not enough people having put their faith in Jesus this past year of 2020. Hebrews chapter 12 has one of the most famous verses that I think we've all heard this year, and it says this, Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. While this verse is so good, and I love it, and it's so true, I've heard people use this verse out of context this year. People are saying, just hang in there, endure, and it'll all be over soon. When 2021 comes, we'll be back to normal. People have been hunkered down in isolation. They've been trying to put the push the pause button and wait until the new year to resume and pick things back up. But when you look at this verse, that's not all what the author of Hebrews was trying to say. This definition of endurance is a lot different. And while that phrase might give a glimmer of hope to people who have no hope, those of us who have faith in Jesus, we can't settle for this type of living. Let me elaborate on this a little bit as we read from Hebrews 11, and we'll read a little bit more from Hebrews chapter 12 too. Before we do that, I just want to remind you that God is personal, right? This means that he isn't a feeling, he's not an emotion. So in order to gauge with God, we must listen to him and we have to talk to him. This means being in the word. This means listening to his word through preaching and in scripture, right? And then we need to talk and we need to respond to him in worship and in prayer. And he is present, he is ready, and he's willing to be there, right? He makes that personal connection with us. And the thing is, day-to-day relationships like that is not always exciting, right? There are things in the relationship that are hard that you need to talk through, you need to work through. Think of your relationship with your best friend or your spouse or maybe just your favorite person. It's not all exciting and fun, amazing conversations, but you have to have some really deep, some really hard conversations. I don't know how many of you dating had to have the DTR talk, right? Or how many conversations you have to have with your spouse about finances, and those can be really tough. But you have to have these kind of conversations in your relationship with God, right? You have to, when you face persecution, when you face trials, you have to have those kind of conversations. So let's turn to chapter 11 and what you see here are you see God, how he's used so many great heroes of the faith. You see Abraham who had a baby at 80 years old. You see Noah who built a boat in the middle of a drought, right? In Jericho, they walked around the building seven times and the walls came tumbling down. These are clear indicators that God is present and that these leaders had faith and they trusted God in difficult situations. 
But you continue reading in chapter 11, and you get down to verse 35, and I want to read it for you. It's a faithful leaders, but they didn't end, their stories didn't end in miracles, right? So let me read this for you. But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half and others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. This is a different type of faithful leader, right? One that pursues God no matter what the difficult circumstances are that they are in. And I want to encourage you to reflect on your faith journey up to this point. Have you been seeking out these kind of miracles or these spiritual thrills? Have you been longing for an excitement or these feelings from God? Or have you been in it for the long haul? I think of two places, uh, both amusement parks. I think of Six Flags and Disneyland. I love both, but for different reasons. Six Flags is awesome because you go and you're just on these amazing roller coasters that twist you upside down and they make you want to hurl. And that's, that's why you go. And then there's Disneyland. You don't go for that reason. You go for the atmosphere, you go for the food, you go for the entertainment because it transports you to a magical place and it's, it's different, right? Both serve their own purpose, but I couldn't live at Six Flags. I couldn't live at this place of excitement and where my stomach is turning constantly. But if you welcome me to come live at Disneyland, I would gladly take the offer. They have wonderful food and the atmosphere is just amazing. And the reason I bring this up is because our relationship with God can't be based on that excitement. Sometimes we hear a really good message or we have really good worship and we have this kind of emotional excitement, right? This mountaintop experience. What seems like a miracle in our life of God breaking down walls and barriers. And while this is awesome, we can't just be seeking these thrills constantly. We need to have a life that is constantly pursuing God in that relationship with him and that deals with persecution by talking to God, praying with it, not hitting the pause button. So let me go back to chapter 12, and I want to read it for you in its full entirety and its context. And then we'll talk a little bit more about it. So picking up at verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as children? He said, My children, don't make light of the Lord's discipline, and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Let's jump down to verse 10. For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how, but God's discipline is always good for us, so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. A couple weeks ago, Ryan talked about this discipline, right? He talked about dealing with trials and testing from God, dealing with sin and how do we overcome that and pursue righteousness and holiness. And it's testing like that that makes us stronger. 
so that we can walk that straight path when trials do come. When we do need to have that endurance, we have the strength to get through it. God doesn't ask you to enjoy the spanking. He asks you to endure it. And this isn't a passive hunkering down, get through it. It's a patient waiting on God, spending time in his word, talking to him constantly, trying to discern his will. Sometimes he speaks and sometimes he's silent. We were asked to patiently wait on him. After resurrection, Christ gave us the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. And that should be a constant reminder for you that God is with you. He was there in the busyness of 2019, the same way he was when coronavirus shut us down in 2020. He is just as present with us today as he will be next week or years and years after that. He is the same the entire time. So now endurance and perseverance in our culture needs to shift from this hunkering down, this hold it together, and switch to a reliance on God, remembering his salvation and the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart. So how do we do this? When things seem so bleak, so confusing, we need to focus on the saving work of Christ. Because now we have hope, now we have joy. We've seen the miracles of the past, we've seen God do amazing things, and we've seen examples of martyrs who endured affliction and death. We know that the whole time God was with them, and he's with us today. And the best of all is that Christ came, he lived a perfect and sinless life, and then he died to bring us salvation so that we could have eternity in heaven with our Heavenly Father. So we know that end awaits us. That blessing is coming. And we can focus on that and we can remember that. And that gives us hope, that gives us joy, and that is how we are able to persevere and to endure. So I hope that's an encouragement for you guys, that we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. And he is our destination. And when we go through tough times, when we go through trials, when we go through persecution, we can talk to God about it. We can have that relationship just like we would with someone else. We can talk to him about our struggles, about what we're dealing with, and he will get us through. So I'm excited to see your guys' faith journey endure year after year as we journey together. Let me pray for you. Lord God, thank you so much for this time we had to spend in your word. Lord, I thank you that your word is so clear that we need to focus on the work that you've already done through Jesus, that you've given us salvation. Lord, we are so grateful. So as we face persecution, as we face trials, Lord, we remember that hope and we can be joyful. We can be excited that you are continuing to do a good work through us, even when we don't see the plans that you have for us. Lord, so I ask that you'd empower us, that you give us boldness to live out our convictions, Lord, to be strong in your name. It's in your holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. Looking forward to seeing you guys all soon. Take care.